0: Well, hi there. Welcome to a special bonus edition of Rook. I'm Gian Gomeshi. This is episode 309.5, the second half of our live show that we recorded in Aurora, Canada. We'll, we'll have a new show at our regular time later this week, a new edition of Rook, but in the meantime, there was so much good material from our live show that we decided to break it into two podcasts. We posted part one a few days ago featuring the opening Vai Vi song the roundtable with Pega and Reza the interview with Shiva Nigar, and the interview with Maziar Falahi and a very funny uh, quite brilliant improvised performance from him that's up across all of our podcast platforms now this now is part two of Rook Live at Theatre Aurora for a sold-out show, and this includes interviews and performances by Bob Akhamini and his band, and Banafshah Tahiriyan, and a very special first-time-ever historic performance by Maziar Falahi and Bob Akhamini on stage together for the first time at the end of this episode. You don't want to miss it. Here now is Rook Live in Aurora, part two. There, it's February 7th, 2024. I'm Gian Gomashi. Salam Dustanazi aziz, pa I hope you're doing well. Wherever you are tuning in from around the world, welcome to episode 309 of Rook. And welcome to Rook, live in Aurora, Ontario, Canada! <laughs> This is Rook, episode 309, live at the Theatre Aurora in Aurora, Canada. Our next guest is a familiar face and voice for the Iranian-Canadian community here in Toronto. A talented writer, actress, podcaster, MC for numerous distinguished Persian events. Born in Tehran, she holds a BA in computer engineering, and despite conforming to that stereotype, she boldly chose to pursue her dream of voice acting, becoming the voice behind various animated series, movies, movies, TV and radio commercials. During the pandemic, she embraced a new project, Chayi with Banafsheh, where she narrates an ancient Persian story, the tale of Shirin, and became super popular doing so. And most recently, she has taken that tale and started doing it as a live performance in cities across the land, performing the opening piece from her one-woman show, From Lust to Loyalty. Please welcome Banafsheh Taherian.
1: سلام، من بنفشه طاهریان هستم. از حواسنامه تا وفانامه سرگذشت خسرو شیرین سرودی حکیم نظامی گنجوی که حکیم خودش میگه این داستان رو در غم از دست دادن زن جوانش آفاق که عاشقش بودو خیلی زود از دستش داده نوشته و من به شما میگم این داستان اسمش خسرو شیرینه اما داستان داستان شیرینه زنی که میدونست از زندگی چی میخواد و چینه میخواد و به سمت خواستش حرکت می‌کرد. که شما با شنیدنش متوجه میشین قصه ما آدما از هزار سال پیش تا امروز فرق چندانی نکرده ما همونیم که بودیم نظامی بعد از نوشتن اولین کتابش محسن الاسرار در بین مؤمنین و مؤمنات سلبریتی میشه اما بعد وقتی میره برای نوشتن کتاب دومش حوسنامه خسرو شیرین یه روز دوست صمیمیش نگران دلواپس میاد ازش میپرسه اوگو شما بعد از نوشتن مخزن اصرار این کتاب سرتا سر اخلاقی اسلامی قشنگی که نوشتی آخرخصی شبوار بادشا ساسانیه ز دی می نویسید نظامی در جواب میگه ولی کم در جهان. امروز کس نیست که او را در حستنا حس نیست حوض پختم به شیرین دست کاری هوناک کان قم را غم چونان نقشه ح پستم بر او پاک که اقل از خواندنش گردت هواسناک حدیث خسرو و شیرین نهان نیست وزن شیرینطر حق داستان نیست من هم کمر بستم به عشق این داستان را سلای عشق در دادم جهان را چون من بی عشق خود را جان ندیدم دلی بفروختم جانی خریدم تو هم قلام عشق شو کندیش این است همه صاحب دلان را پیش این است اگر بی عشق بودی جان عالم (laughs) کی بودی سنده در دوران عالم زمن نیک آمدین αρ بد نویسند به مزد من گناه خود نویسند اصلاً شما بیا بشین من برات قصه رو تعریفش کنم و بعد نظامی قصه رو شروع میکنه که من امروز اینجا براتون تعریفش نمیکنم بعد افشاهی
0: یار Hi. Hi. I listen to your voice. Hi. Hi. I I, I <laughs> love that you did that and I love what you do. First of all, that's a snippet of this remarkable project you've embarked on. So where where can people hear the whole thing? Tell us.
1: So before that, let me take off my farsi hat and put on <laughs> my English hat because to be honest, every time I switch from Persian epic poet to English, I feel like backache. So <laughs> What was the question again? Where can people listen to this? Uh, in my podcast, if they want, you can listen to this in my podcast, which in 60 episodes, uh, each one about one hour, uh, I told the whole story completely, and uh, if not, uh, they can buy a ticket for the show from Lost to loyalty and come and see what Nazami told.
0: It's, um, I mean, people need to know that you you rewrote all of this yourself. Yes. I mean, you're you don't have a team of people doing this with you. This has all been you, and yes. it's con- <laughs> Is the back hurting again. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Yeah. Um, is not going to allow you at his shows if you <laughs> look healthy. Yes, look, please, you, you, you were not
1: here when I was performing. <laughs> um, wh-
0: what what have you? First of all, tell me why this was, remind people, we, you, we, you and I have talked about this, we did it on the show once, but remind people why this has been such a, a labor of love, if not lust and loyalty for you.
1: I always say, like, if people uh, don't learn their own lesson, at, at some point they will notice that they will get lost in other nations' uh, stories. If If we don't... Uh, learn our stories. Sorry. If you don't learn our stories, we will get lost in other nations' story. I always uh, believe in that. So when I read that story for the first time, the character of Shirin got me so much. I felt like actually Nezami is a I always say that he's a progressive writer. He's an uh, he's an avant-garde figure. Yeah. And the way he wrote that story, which is which is about love about Shirin, and the beautiful story that he wrote, I felt like not just Iranian, even non iranian should hear that story. And uh, I I felt like, okay, I have have to do whatever I have in my power to retell that story in a way that everyone can uh, not only be entertained or joyful with this, but also learn something out of it.
0: What's it been like, I mean, you were doing that uh, you're a, you're an actor, you're a performer, but you were doing that as a podcast in your room with headphones on. What's it been like doing it as a live show? What have you learned that you didn't know before about the material?
1: To be honest, what a difficult question. You're Sorry.
0: <laughs> uh, how how has it been different doing it live versus? It's
1: different. It? No, no. Being like doing it different is it, it, it's not different. The thing, the most important thing was that. In Iranian uh, literature history and theater history, this is the first time that someone tells this story from A to Z completely with no censor or, or like an adaptation of it. It is. It, it, I wanted to be uh, to be told in like complete complete the way Nizami uh, mm. wrote that. So what was difficult was that kind of. Uh, how would I say that? Like transform sixty five hundred stanza poem, Persian epic poem, to uh, contemporary Farsi yeah. in ninety minutes. And as the Maziar uh, said, I want it to be like the way Nezami wrote it. it. It 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 is a comedy romantic. The way I like I added humor to it. But
0: it's also a remarkable show, Badasha, because it's just you on stage. Yeah.
1: That's
0: a that's an audacious decision to not oh not have a cast and do it. Tell me about making the decision to do it all yourself. The one woman show.
1: To be honest, after I wrote it I wasn't like I was I, I wanted to tell this story. And I was pretty much sure that if there there are like fifteen characters in this story. And I, I was thinking that if I wanna bring people to uh, perform with what budget? <laughs> so I kind of thought that, okay, I'm a voice actor before being actor, so maybe I, I, I can change my voice and play you know, like different role. And to be honest, the first time that I was performing in front of you, and everyone were t- telling me that 90 minutes is long. People today, you cannot grab their attention for more than two minutes. 90 minutes, right. <laughs> they will not listen right. to you at all. So it was really scary. I wrote that, and I like performed for a really close uh, group of my like family, and I asked them to give me like the hardest uh, the opinion that they have after watching that, and they told me that it's beyond imagination when you l- listen to it and when you sit there. And when first first time I performed it at Teagum Festival, I was so scared. Like when that ninety minutes finished, I was like. Let's see how people feel. I was like, I was looking at people, and it was one of the longest standing ovation that I had, and I was crying. <laughs> people were crying. <laughs> Everyone were crying. Even we, when we are happy, we cry. <laughs> we are sad, we cry. We we were crying, and like after that, when I like saw people's reaction to it, and I I heard their feedback, it gave me the confidence that okay and uh, everyone that's that's so g- good feeling that i have after each show people come to me and they say like how are you sure it was 90 minutes mm. we did we didn't get it it wasn't really 90 minutes it's not possible that we don't look at our right. phone in 90 minutes how how would it be oh, but the only person who didn't get it i guess or maybe felt tired what, was me yeah.
0: No, I. What do you mean? Felt tired? I loved it.
1: Really? Yeah. Did but I seem like just, I felt tired? No, I
0: thought you were speaking Farsi, so you didn't. No. Yeah. Um, apparently, I have a lachek <laughs> kerman shayi. I don't know what that means. Me. I, I
1: love la- accents.
0: Um, <laughs> listen, I I am so thrilled that you did this, that you were here, and um, before I let you go, I have to say in particular, it's been a joy to have you here. Why? Because this is Banaf Shetaharian's birthday. Oh. So wish her a happy birthday. Buy her a drink. Merci. Thank you Thank for you. doing Thank this. Thank you so much for it. <laughs> Alright, this is Rook episode 309, live at Theatre Aurora in Aurora, Canada. You know, our final guest today is such a treat. He is as close as you can get to a role model for all of us. A gentleman, a man of integrity, and a true virtuoso. He's a renowned Iranian-Canadian guitarist, composer, musician, and a member of the American Guitar Society, as well as being a major star in the Iranian community around the world. He was born and raised in Tehran and by a young age he was known by many Iranians inside and outside of Iran for the magic he can create with his fingers on a guitar in the style of jazz and flamenco mixed with Persian influence. With over 150 albums, music videos and film scores in Iran and in the diaspora to his credit, he has composed and arranged music for many Iranian musical icons such as Gugush, Parmaz Aslani, Ebi, Dariush. He's also a dynamic solo performer and is about to embark on a solo tour with his band in Montreal, Ottawa and Toronto in the next few weeks. You want to check that out if you're in any of those cities. But first, performing here live on stage with his band at Theatre Aurora and accompanied by our very own Anahita Nayabi, please welcome the great Babak Amini. What <laughs> over here, buddy? <laughs> However you want. <laughs> However you want. Uh Babak Amini, live here at the Theatre Aurora, wow, man, that's like a, you don't need to work out, you don't need to, you don't need to go to the Zur Khuné, <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's such a workout. Um, that's remarkable, uh, first of all, thank shout him. out to your band, maybe you want yes. to tell us who they are. Yes, I, yes, um, thank you everybody, I'm really
2: happy that I performed. Uh, basically, <laughs> it, it was the first performance uh, uh, with this band, and uh, hope you liked it. Uh, thank you. Yeah, Mr. Um, Edgar, uh, Abriel, and flute and Sax. My dear, yes. And Yoni Torres on Percussion and Cajon. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And my dear friend uh, Ehsan Omidi on Electric Bass.
0: And electric bass solos. Yeah. Uh, I mean, those you do those arrangements. I imagine, right? They're, they are my originals. they it's it's crazy. I I you lose me about two minutes in. <laughs> I figure I've got it figured out, and then you're it's like you know going. <laughs> yes. It's it, they're remarkable, remarkable arrangements. I mean, that Thank is you. your one of your incredible gifts, but spectacular, spectacular yeah,
2: stuff. Yeah, but but I don't call it gift, but I work hard. And I study, and I practice, researched, and uh, I had a passion and dedication to cover that.
0: You know, I'm glad... It's funny. Uh, the only thing I have written here for the interview with you, I want to talk about his work ethic. <laughs> and because, Babak, you're really someone who... Uh, I talked in the introduction, of you being a role model, and no. these the sound no. I mean, it sounds like a well. You didn't hear that part? Yes, I right, are, yeah. but,
2: but but yeah, I didn't know after that beautiful intro, I didn't know what to play. Man. No, it, it was, was so beautiful.
0: No, it, it was. It, I mean, you. But the reason I say that because obviously it just sounds like flowery words, Persian tarof, whatever. Part of the reason I think of you as a role model is you are. You know, you're someone who we can say virtuoso, or you're really remarkable at your instrument. But you're, the entire time I've known you, and we've known each other for 20 years, yes, going back to that yes. BAM earthquake yes. fundraiser, you know. <laughs> but you you never stop working hard. And it's such an interesting lesson, um, not just to young musicians out there who think that it can come really quickly or, 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 or whatever, or that if they reach a certain Point in their life that they don't have to work as hard, but not just for music. In general, that somebody who's at their top of their game. That you're correct. Some people might mistakenly say his gifts. I mean, and you do have. It's like Wayne Gretzky had a gift for hockey, and Muhammad Ali had a gift for boxing, and you have a gift for this. But, but you you're someone who, if you know Bobak, you, you you try and get in touch with you during the day, and you say, well, actually, I'm working I'm rehearsing from this time to this time and you kinda of think, is Baba I needs? Mean, he needs to rehearse five hours a day? He's already <laughs> great, right? That work ethic is remarkable. And thank you. Talk to us a little bit about where that comes from and what you believe in terms of get, being at the top of your game. Uh, actually as you know, um,
2: in Iran I was doing same thing. Not like this, but I started as a, um, like a guitar player and a session player that uh, plays in concerts as well, just instrumental. And uh, my passion was making instrumental music for guitar, like guitar-based, guitar-oriented music. But um, after I got involved in pop music, I didn't have enough time. So, touring with Gugush and Ebi, Farah Aslani, and other musician Shaheen Najafi. Um, you know, I was feeling that I'm missing something. It's not something, but, um, you know, um, little by little, I'm. Um, Getting distance from the passion that I had. So, this kind of that's why I started again. And um, I made more songs, like more complicated songs that I cannot <laughs> play them sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, right, they're too yeah, complicated yeah, for Baba Kemini. Yeah, right. to challenge myself. All, um, all my songs were, uh, were like that. Um, anytime that I make music for my own, like a, um, instrumental music, it takes, like, years for me to be able to uh, achieve that technique to play it. And What's
0: that about? I mean, think about how it's, it's, a, it's, it's kind of fucked up, really, think about it. <laughs> it is. Beca- because you're, you're saying, you, I mean, you're creating something that even for you, you might not be able to play. Yes. What is that about in you?
2: Um, I like to challenge myself. That's how Clearly. I learn. That's how I get better and better. It doesn't matter if um, I can p- play that song 80%. It's not important for me. But the process to getting there is important f- for me. For instance, if I booked for a couple of concerts after years, I don't know how many years that I was playing pop music. Pop is like if you co- want to compare, a walk in the park, yes, yeah. and um, so
0: I mean, meaning that you don't even have to rehearse the same way you do for.
2: But no, I do rehearse, but not like this. This is totally different, and um, but I booked again the concerts that for one hour and a half, just playing those crazy technique and those crazy songs, and um, maybe more than. It's something around 2 million notes is in one, one concert. and uh, That's not enough. <laughs> I want and, 3 million. Yeah. But, um, but, but that process makes me another person, another musician. The, the concert itself is not important for me. The preparation makes me another person.
0: But is the, is the intense preparation... Yeah. Is it... Um mastering the complicated arrangements say or is it literally physical like oh, like an athlete it, oh, you have to yes, you know, yes. it's partly like yes, that yes. because you're trying to play things well, you are playing things at super speed that yeah. it, it's like running a race almost yeah. right you have to just get out there every day for five hours until oh yeah you... oh
2: yeah and uh it's super physical and you need to work on your memory and uh you should you should be in a moment the, the as soon as you lose your focus. You're gone. Mm. And uh, if you hear like some problems in the sound or like somebody's walking or if you if I those kind of things, if they distract the musicians, those those kind of music you, it's you, you are effed.
0: <laughs> yeah these shows you've got montreal ottawa and toronto coming up yes yes. and you is there a different maybe a kind of a a pressure on you that even if you're playing arenas with ebby or or um or something it's not all about you um this these gigs are all about you Um, do you feel a different kind of pressure um
2: it is hard way harder It is way harder, especially I have to deliver what I wrote, which they are extremely complicated. And um, as you mentioned, it's like you're going to Olympic or something, (laughs) if you want to compare it to the pop music. It's different, but I enjoy those moments in pop music too. I learned a lot, lots of connections, and people know me, maybe because of the pop music as well, and uh, I enjoy both, but this was my passion, so I'm getting back to my passion. Yeah, that's, that's it's beautiful.
0: Yeah. it's, it's, it's uh, And I have to just say, you know, when we decided to do Rook live, it's sort of an uh, audacious thing, we haven't done it yet, you were one of the first people I called, you were yeah. the first person I called actually, even just to talk about the idea yes and you know Bobak and and I dare say you've done this for me but you you know I see you do it for other people too you are such an important supporter of um in a community that doesn't always support culture and arts and you you are such an important to have somebody as talented and and um with as much integrity as you step up and go yep I'll do that Gian and even even I was saying but you have gigs in Toronto the same month and you know and you were like no no let's do it and, and yeah. I, I really really Such appreciate that I Thank love you. you for that Thank man you. I really it's uh, you're the best <laughs> you know, you're... and I hope you'll if you're in any of those cities that you're listening to us in Montreal Ottawa and Toronto obviously come and uh, do see Bobak. but uh, but elsewhere as well whenever you're on tour uh, um, always use the opportunity to to see him now before we end this segment with you and end the show, in fact, okay. you have a little surprise for us. Sure. Um, well, not just you, but yes. when we found out that Maziar was doing the show and Baubak was doing the show. Now, if I have this correctly, two very well-known monster musicians and, and successful folks in the Iranian music world, um, you guys have never played together. No. And you may play together tonight. Yes. Maziar, are you up for it? Let's go. So let me bring my guitar. Please, yeah. We'll, we'll set you up okay. over there. Bob Akamini and Maziar Falahi. We'll let them set up here, you guys. Huh.
3: قبل از اینکه شروع بکنیم، من باعث افتخارم که در کنار استاد عزیزم هستان امشهر. <تصفيق> خیلی ماتشد. خب، فقط من صدای خودم تو ایرمارتانم ندارم دارم. It's just a little whizz آه، اوکی. under I oh, show sure. Baba Kevin, Mosio Falohee. Get us
0: Baba All right. Well. This <laughs> has been remarkable. Uh, it's been our first time doing this, and um, we really have to thank you guys for being so um, warm and generous and uh, engaged. Thank you to you. Thank you to all of the folks we've had on stage. Thanks to the people who helped us put this together. This is full time for Rook for today. Episode 309 in the can. Thanks to the amazing team who put this show together. Our Rook team, I want to mention Super Parisa, Smart Pega, Savvy Rohan, Bearded Omid, Talented Anahita, uh, Methodical Kaveh, Resonant Raha. Thank you to all of you out there for supporting us and sharing our content. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Find us on Instagram at Rook Media, on all of our platforms at Rook, all the podcast platforms. Find me at Gian Gomeshi Bashi.